Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Cart Overflow. I'm your host today, Gen Furukawa. And today we have Kirill Kirilov, who is the CEO of Rush App, or Rush, which is one of the leading post-purchase order tracking apps on the Shopify marketplace. Kirill, how are you today? Doing great, buddy. It's like 10.30 p.m. on my end in Sofia, Bulgaria, but excited about the call today. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for staying up and, and sharing your insights. So we've been chatting for a while, but can you just give a, a quick overview of what Rush is and then how you actually started from a personal perspective to building and, and leading Rush? Yep. So if I have to do like, and if I have to use a marketing language, we are post-purchase solution that technically is going to improve the customer satisfaction and use the experience of all these thousands of consumers who are part of these big or small Shopify stores. But uh, we tend to believe that are the ones who definitely know how to use the shipping notifications in a way to lower the support tickets, open a brand new marketing channel in order to communicate better with, with your clients on a day-to-day -day basis. And we can definitely say that we can make at least between two or 3% increase in your overall revenue just by doing it on autopilot through the shipping notifications. Got it. So shipping notifications, I think in my mind, fall under the transactional email, right? So there, there's a transactional email that, that's automated once you place an order, once it's shipped, and then like kind of sequences right. throughout, right? Correct. The, the, actually, the whole journey from order to unboxing, to put it like that, so anything after the checkout button, uh, we can step in and do the heavy lifting for you. Even though it might be pre-order or pre-shipping, we can still, for example, integrate with Klaviyo Omnisend, or you can simply use our own uh, in-house email system uh, to better communicate with your clients and to lower the remorse, uh, remorse on the end, which tends to increase the satisfaction. And next thing you know, we're going to have more repeat buyers and more lifetime value. Yeah, fantastic. And then from the customer experience perspective, I, I'm actually not even sure if I've seen your product embedded in an email, but it's basically like here, your product has been shipped. And then and then maybe it has like a map of where it is with your final shipping address being Correct. like in the location and it's tracked along. And then with that, you are providing maybe like some like you're saying, some product education or, or reinforcing the benefits, upsells, cross-sells as well. And all of this kind of like comes together to improve the customer lifetime value. Right. So what I do recommend for the merchants who are going to definitely jump on board with us to not be too salesy. I mean, the sale was just closed. You don't need to continue on, for example, being too pushy, at least when it comes down to shipping notifications. But what you can do definitely is to come up with more ways to, number one, educate your new hard-earned customers and number two make sure to ask them some questions get to know them a little bit better use it as a window to know what to say you know what your item is going to be out for delivery but we want to learn more about your experience so far what we can improve further so that next time they're going to be around you're going to definitely hit them with the right angle and you can increase your conversion rate and you're going to enjoy for example better customer lifetime value but other than that it's really easy to use these triggers coming up from the, these shipping carriers, whether it's going to be USPS, DHL, you name it, so that you're going to find your voice in order to hit them at the right moment for the right event and make sure that they're going to come back and bounce back to your store, essentially on a beautiful, uh, well put together custom mm -hmm. branded tracking page, which uh, by the way, we see on average between three and five sessions per customer up until the item and the parcel is going to get delivered. So it's a great way to monetize the eyeballs, 
and to introduce maybe, for example, some cross-sales or up-sales uh, regardless, but also like frequently asked questions, new articles, new content, anything that you're building up for your brand to spread the voice and the message of your company and just make more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The name of the game. You caught my attention when you're saying that you want to learn more about your customers and, and capture data. So is that embedded in an email or are you sending them an email and even just at a high level, best practices for a DTC brand, are you sending them to like a, a post-purchase server on the website or are they answering it via email, like long form? And then also, um, is it structured data where it's kind of like easy to manipulate or is it kind of like you just reading through right. paragraphs to capture insights? We still don't use surveys. We're definitely bullish on the thank you page and also taking the, the leverage of the email and the SMS as main communication channels nowadays to definitely increase your AOV and lifetime customer value. But think about it like that. Just because they're communication channels, you try to engage with them in, a, for example, a way to trigger their response. So if you can do it through a shipping notification email, you're likely going to increase, for example, your domain authority. Nobody's speaking about it, but the way that you're going to make your domain in terms of IP addresses more valuable to the Gmails and the Yahoo's and all these email service providers is to ask somebody to respond back to your message. So you might come up with a way to, you know, what say, we're going to have the usual two or three day processing time, but in the meantime, let us know what we can further improve in terms of the customer experience, what we can also introduce inside of our, our brand by responding to that email. Hit reply and respond back to us. Hit reply and respond back to us. This way, you're going to see more, you're going to see better open rates, better click-through rates. But also next time you're going to send your broadcast emails around, for example, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you're going to enjoy uh, these emails hitting the inboxes and not, for example, the promotion steps, etc. And uh, this is how we're gonna. This is how we've been able to help these uh, D2C brands and even you know dropshippers and print-on-demand merchants. And uh, this is how we are helping 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 them out uh, with their voice of uh, and the message they're gonna spread to their consumers. Yeah. So we we what early September now maybe like seventy days or so until Black Friday Cyber Monday. How are you advising your merchants to prepare? What what steps can they take to ensure that they're getting the most engagement? And then, I mean, I'm I'm sure there there are a ton of operational challenges that they're they're potentially handling. Right. But how how can a merchant set up their communications post purchase with the lead up to Black Friday to kind of like maximize the revenue potential? I think that they need to start prepping up the inventory right now as we're having the, the, the conversation today on the podcast. This is number one. And number two, I think that they need to warm up the audience because right now they're going to have the challenge of the Amazons and all the big dogs sending you know thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of emails every single day. So in order for you to stand out, you need to give them a reason for them to believe more in your brand. What you have to, what you what you provide is added value, and it really depends on the I don't know niche to niche and category to category whether you're gonna be I don't know cloning and apparel or supplements and whatnot. I think that it, it all comes down to the let's say marketing one on one. Are you in a business of need or are you in a business of want? Do you need to buy, for example, a supplement? I have a small supplement company in Bulgaria that we're currently running for the past two, three years. 
our clients in a, in a uh, we're trying to communicate with people in need not with people in want if you're selling cloning and apparel and accessories a jewelry or anything that is not really nobody's in in, in an urge for to need it but they want it def- desperately make sure to bundle well have a clear for example discount messaging and also make sure to not discount yourself too much in the beginning so that you can afford to go down the ladder when it comes down to 5% to 10% to 15% by the end of the Black Friday Cyber Monday to at least, you know, throw that 20 or 25% off so that you can still make money, but to have more, for example, touch points with your customers. And uh, on the other hand, I do believe that you have to be transparent and make sure to communicate better the shipping transit times because it's going to be definitely a nightmare. People are going to be like, oh, I, I, I should have got it, gotten the, the parcel in five days, but it's like 15 days in. This is where Rush is going to come into play. I'm not trying to, by the way, promote our products. Go on the App Store, have a look around, send me an email if you want to have somebody from, from our company to assist you better. But this is where you're going to win the customer satisfaction if you can be super transparent and make sure to back up on your promises. If your promise is not going to, if you can't deliver on your promise, for example, in five days, send them another email. Say, you know what? We can see a delay happening. It's not our thought. We're going to do the best that we can to communicate with the shipping carriers to deliver on time. But in the meantime, let us know what we can do better. And again, we are we're in a business of selling, but we're also in a business of communicating with these consumers and customers. So make sure to engage with them every single day. And uh, I think that's uh, one or two things that you can also do. And uh, I see a lot of brands not doing have a phone line available throughout the busiest times of the Black Friday, Cyber Monday, for example, in the initial, I don't know, 10, 10 days of, of the overall campaign, because somebody's going to call you out, put somebody what is going to be from the Philippines or somewhere else to pick up the phone and be like, listen, we are here. We're going to support you. We're going to help you. Yeah, is it uh, is it feasible to spin up a call center quickly? Are uh, there call centers on demand? A thousand percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you have, do you have a good one that you recommend? I definitely can make some intros, but uh, think about it. Like I'm even right now in our company, we have two full time employees from the Philippines. Ten times speaking, you know, better than myself, English like native speakers. And they're really, for example, throwing when it comes down to pleasing the customers and making sure that the customers are going to get treated the right way. And I always vouch for people to look international before they're going to look, mm. for example, domestic. You're going to save money. You're going to save time. And there's so much talent up for grab right now. Yeah, that's a, a great tip. Looking for international Philippines-based call centers for yeah. maybe just a, a month or two. I, and I can see that it would be actually like a revenue driver if you know, what, what you're saying is that there's an increase in conversion rate or, or lifetime value repurchases. Another set I saw that was interesting from you is that repeat customers will spend 33% more than new customers. So you're getting right. a higher, higher average order value just in general, but then in general, a, a business will get about half of its revenue from repeat customers as opposed right. to new customers, which is of course nice because you're not paying the acquisition costs up front and any, any subsequent purchases is kind of like incrementally increasing the lifetime value. Can you explain a little bit about how brands can can increase their repeat purchase rate? 
Uh, that's a great question. I think it comes down to maturity over time of the brand. If it's a brand new brand, like, I don't know, six months or a year old, you're still hunting down these prospects and you're, you're still kind of in your acquisition phase that you're going to go through. But uh, I've seen, and we have a lot of us right now, and I can see the data myself firsthand. Uh, it's ridiculous that, you know, brands that have been around for the past three, four, I don't know, five years, around Black Friday, Cyber Monday, number one, they're going to go all, only on retargeting and re remarketing. Then they're not going to do any acquisition uh, whatsoever. And on the other hand, I've seen some brands that are doing, for example, 95% of the revenue from repeat buyers. So make sure to get your email campaigns properly set up. Make sure to have SMS also enabled if you can afford, for example, to do some, I don't know, broadcasting around Black Friday, Cyber Monday. But nonetheless, as I said it numerous times, make sure to clearly communicate your why's as a company. Why do you sell these products? Why are you coming up in that business, for example, in first place? How do you stand out against your competitors? If you can communicate your value props, not like your features, but your features turn into benefits and also benefits turn into added value and that added value can be perceived from your customers, you have a great chance for your customers to become your word of the mouth, which is essentially what any business needs nowadays to turn your customers into your your voice to to the community and uh, i'm not really sure but I've, I've i've checked some numbers and most of the big brands nowadays who can make sure to have that word of mouth channel being enabled they're gonna drive six times more repeat buyers from friends and family coming up to buy from your store as well where it's gonna be a gift where it's gonna be a good product that they need to purchase for themselves, where it's gonna be just because of the reassurance that somebody else has purchased from you and you already have built a trust and satisfaction. And I've seen a video like yesterday on YouTube and I think it's gonna be a great tip, maybe like a hack that people can, apply, let's say new brands can apply. Uh, every single time when, it, when you're gonna go and hunt, for example, called prospects, where it, are, what is going to be Facebook ads, YouTube ads, Snapchat, TikTok, any channel that you're trying to leverage and acquire customers from, you might have 5% conversion rate. You're going to be great with 5% conversion. You're technically printing money, but 95% of the people either don't need your product or they don't have the money or they don't trust your brand. The thing that they're not trusting your brand is because they're going to go back to Google or YouTube and they're going to search for your brand name plus reviews. And if no reviews are going to pop up on YouTube or on Google, it means you are either too early in the business and they don't really have any reason for you to reason to believe in your brand. But if you take the time to go on Fiverr or Nupwork, do it the cheapest way possible. Send the gift, take the product, send it to an influencer or somebody to record a video for you. Let them upload the video on the, on the YouTube channel to look like a genuine video that is being created, for example, like from a legit customer of yours. And if somebody's going to come back and do that brand post reviews on YouTube, and they're going to see three, four reviews in terms of videos, you have a great chance to increase your conversion rate from five to eight to 10% only in that busy season of the, of the year. Very interesting. I, I didn't even realize. So 
uh, like YouTube influencers, and I imagine maybe some of the, like the micro influencers, smaller Correct. audiences yeah. will post their services on Upwork or Fiverr. Yes. Like, hey, send me a product, pay me, and I'll give you yes. like a, a seemingly organic review. Yeah. And also they're going to upload the, the video, which is like user generated content mm. on their YouTube channel. And the YouTube channel might be super small, but it's original, authentic. And somebody's going who is going to do that search on YouTube. They'll be like, oh, that's legit. Somebody's sending the product out. Somebody's receiving the product. I can see that people are liking the product. I'm going to go back and buy the product from the store. I love it. That that's, that is money. Uh, Carol, thank you so much for sharing that. And for all of your your insights around the post-purchase customer experience and, and basically driving sales and, and customer satisfaction. So thank you so much for that. Best way to learn more about Rush and connect with you online? You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can send me an email at kiro at rush.app. And feel free to reach out on Facebook or any other place out there. I'm always uh, available. Even though lately I'm a little bit behind all the communication that is coming up, you know, left and right, but I do my best to send a follow-up. And by the way, speaking about it, I don't need to make any promotions to other third-party softwares, but there is a Chrome extension called Blaze today. It saved me a ton of time with communicating with people on third-party places because technically I'm living on Chrome and you can, for example, do like a command forward slash whatever the pre-made template you have come up, come up to it is going to blast it out loud. And it's like communicating with a thousand people with the same old templates being previewed, but I can definitely stay on top of my communication. Oh, nice. Is that like a Rush app competitor for uh, for the everyday person? Oh, it's person. small, like three, <laughs> uh, three bucks per month Chrome extension. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So K-I-R-I-L at rush.app. Kirill, thank you so much. And that's the episode for today. Thanks so much for listening all the way to the end. We love you for it. If you found anything valuable at all or want to share your feedback, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also just drop us a line to hello at cartoverflow.com. We'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions so we can cover it in a future episode. All right. See you next time.